Welcome to Daily Audio Bible Chronological. I'm Jill. Today's the second day of February. It's the music that just makes me so happy. I want to bounce down the road in Italy and eat the biggest bowl of pasta I have ever consumed in my life. Welcome, everybody. I might be hungry. I'm thrilled that you're here and baking the Bible uh, an integral part of your day and an integral part of your life. And I pray that in your time spent, that you will leave different than how you came. It's a joy and a privilege to be here with you, reading for us, with all of you, in community, individually, collectively, together. We're continuing the book of Exodus today. Uh, Yesterday, we went through quite a few plagues that God was sending down on the Egyptian people in hopes to get the attention of Pharaoh to soften his heart and return the people that Pharaoh enslaved and made work twice as hard to free them and deliver them out of the land in which they are bound. And so far it has not worked. And so we will see what this story brings today. Exodus chapters 10, 11, and 12. And this week we're reading the New English Translation, Exodus chapter 10. The Lord said to Moses, Go to Pharaoh, for I have hardened his heart and the heart of his servants in order to display these signs of mine before him, and in order that in the hearing of your son and your grandson you may tell how I made fools of the Egyptians and about my signs that I displayed among them, so that you may know that I am the Lord. So Moses and Aaron came to Pharaoh and told him, This is what the Lord, the God of the Hebrews, has said. How long do you refuse to humble yourself before me? Release my people so that they may serve me. But if you refuse to release my people, I'm going to bring locusts into your territory tomorrow. They will cover the surface of the earth so that you will be unable to see the ground. They will eat the remainder of what escaped, what is left over for you from the hail, and they will eat every tree that grows for you from the field. They will fill your houses the houses of your servants, and all the houses of Egypt, such as neither your fathers nor your grandfathers have seen since they have been in the land until this day. Then Moses turned and went out from Pharaoh. Pharaoh's servants said to him, How long will this man be a menace to us? Release the people so that they may serve the Lord their God. Do you not know that Egypt is destroyed? So Moses and Aaron were brought back to Pharaoh And he said to them, Go serve the Lord your God. Exactly who is going with you? Moses said, We will go with our young and our old, with our sons and our daughters, and with our sheep and our cattle we will go, because we are told to hold a pilgrim feast for the Lord. He said to them, The Lord will need to be with you if I release you and your dependents. Watch out. Trouble is right in front of you. No, Go, you men only, and serve the Lord, for that is what you want. Then Moses and Aaron were driven out of Pharaoh's presence. The Lord said to Moses, Extend your hand over the land of Egypt for the locusts, that they may come up over the land of Egypt and eat everything that grows in the ground, everything that the hail has left. 
So Moses extended his staff over the land of Egypt. And then the Lord brought an east wind on the land all that day and all night. The morning came, and the east wind had brought up the locusts. The locusts went up over all the land of Egypt and settled down in all the territory of Egypt. It was very severe. There had been no locusts like them before, nor will there be such ever again. They covered the surface of all the ground so that the ground became dark with them, and they ate all the vegetation of the ground and all the fruit of the trees that the hail had left. Nothing green remained on the trees or on anything that grew in the fields throughout the whole land of Egypt. Then Pharaoh quickly summoned Moses and Aaron and said, I have sinned against the Lord your God and against you. So now forgive my sin this time only and pray to the Lord your God that he would only take this death away from me. Moses went out from Pharaoh and prayed to the Lord and the Lord turned a very strong west wind and it picked up the locusts and blew them into the Red Sea. Not one locust remained in all the territory of Egypt, but the Lord hardened Pharaoh's heart and he did not release the Israelites. The Lord said to Moses, Extend your hand toward heaven so that there may be darkness over the land of Egypt, a darkness so thick it can be felt. So Moses extended his hand toward heaven and there was absolute darkness throughout the land of Egypt for three days. No one could see another person and no one could rise from his place for three days. But the Israelites had light in the places where they lived. Then Pharaoh summoned Moses and said, Go serve the Lord. Only your flocks and herds will be detained. Even your families may go with you. But Moses said, Will you also provide us with sacrifices and burnt offerings that we may present them to the Lord our God? Our livestock must also go with us. Not a hoof is to be left behind. For we must take these animals to serve the Lord our God. Until we arrive there, we do not know what we must use to serve the Lord. But the Lord hardened Pharaoh's heart and he was not willing to release them. Pharaoh said to him, Go from me, watch out for yourself. Do not appear before me again, for when you see my face, you will die. Moses said, As you wish, I will not see your face again. The Lord said to Moses, I will bring one more plague on Pharaoh and on Egypt. After that, he will release you from this place. When he releases you, he will drive you out completely from this place. Instruct the people that each man and each woman is to request from his or her neighbor items of silver and gold. Now the Lord granted the people favor with the Egyptians. Moreover, the man Moses was very great in the land of Egypt, respected by Pharaoh's servants and by the Egyptian people. Moses said, This is what the Lord has said. About midnight I will go throughout Egypt, and all the firstborn in the land of Egypt will die from the firstborn son of Pharaoh who sits on his throne to the firstborn son of the slave girl who is at her handbill and all the firstborn of the cattle. There will be a great cry throughout the whole land of Egypt, such as there has never been, nor ever will be again. But against any of the Israelites, not even a dog will bark against either people or animals, so that you may know that the Lord distinguishes between Egypt and Israel all these your servants will come down to me and bow down to me, saying, Go, you and all the people who follow you, and after that I will go out. 
Then Moses went out from Pharaoh in great anger. The Lord said to Moses, Pharaoh will not listen to you so that my wonders may be multiplied in the land of Egypt. So Moses and Aaron did all these wonders before Pharaoh, but the Lord hardened Pharaoh's heart, and he did not release the Israelites from his land. The Lord said to Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt, This month is to be your beginning of months. It will be your first month of the year. Tell the whole community of Israel, On the tenth day of this month, they each must take a lamb for themselves, according to their families, a lamb for each household. If any household is too small for a lamb, the man and his next-door neighbor are to take a lamb according to the number of people. You will make your count for the lamb according to how much each one can eat. Your lamb must be perfect, a male, one year old. You may take it from the sheep or from the goats. You must care for it until the 14th day of this month, and then the whole community of Israel will kill it around sundown. They will take some of the blood and put it on the two side posts and top of the door frame of the houses where they will eat it. They will eat the meat the same night. They will eat it roasted over the fire with bread made without yeast and with bitter herbs. Do not eat it raw or boiled in water, but roast it over the fire with its head, its legs, and its entrails. You must leave nothing until morning, but you must burn with fire whatever remains of it until morning. This is how you are to eat it, dressed to travel, your sandals on your feet and your staff in your hand. You are to eat it in haste. It is the Lord's Passover. I will pass through the land of Egypt in the same night, and I will attack all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both of humans and of animals, and on all the gods of Egypt, I will execute judgment. I am the Lord. The blood will be a sign for you on the houses where you are, so that when I see the blood, I will pass over you, and this plague will not fall on you to destroy you when I attack the land of Egypt." This day will become a memorial for you, and you will celebrate it as a festival to the Lord. You will celebrate it perpetually as a lasting ordinance. For seven days, you must eat bread made without yeast. Surely on the first day, you must put away yeast from your houses because anyone who eats bread made with yeast from the first day to the seventh day will be cut off from Israel. On the first day, there will be a holy convocation and on the seventh day, there will be a holy convocation for you. You must do no work of any kind on them, only what every person will eat. That alone may be prepared for you. So you will keep the feast of unleavened bread, because on this very day I brought your regiments out from the land of Egypt, and so you must keep this day perpetually as a lasting obedience. In the first month, from the fourteenth day of the month in the evening, you will eat bread made without yeast until the 21st day of the month in the evening. For seven days, yeast must not be found in your houses. For whoever eats what is made with yeast, that person will be cut off from the community of Israel, whether a resident foreigner or one born in the land. You will not eat anything made with yeast in all the places where you live. You must eat bread made without yeast. Then Moses summoned all the elders of Israel and told them, Go and select for yourselves a lamb or young goat for your families and kill the Passover animals. 
Take a branch of hyssop, dip it in the blood that is in the basin, and apply to the top of the doorframe and the two side posts some of the blood that is on the basin. Not one of you is to go out the door of his house until morning, for the Lord will pass through to strike Egypt, and when he sees the blood on top of the doorframe and the two side posts, then the Lord will pass over the door, and he will not permit the destroyer to enter your houses to strike you. You must observe this event as an ordinance for you and for your children forever. When you enter the land that the Lord will give to you, just as he said, you must observe this ceremony. When your children ask you, what does the ceremony mean to you? Then you will say, it is the sacrifice of the Lord's Passover. When he passed over the houses of the Israelites in Egypt, when he struck Egypt and delivered our households, the people bowed down low to the ground, and the Israelites went away and did exactly as the Lord had commanded Moses and Aaron. It happened at midnight. The Lord attacked all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, from the firstborn of Pharaoh who sat on his throne to the firstborn of the captive who was in the prison and all the firstborn of the cattle. Pharaoh got up in the night along with all his servants and all Egypt, and there was a great cry in Egypt, for there was no house in which there was not someone dead. Pharaoh summoned Moses and Aaron in the night and said, Get up, get out from among my people, both you and the Israelites. Go serve the Lord as you have requested. Also, take your flocks and your herds, just as you have requested, and leave. But bless me also. The Egyptians were urging the people on in order to send them out of the land quickly, for they were saying, We are all dead. So the people took their dough before the yeast was added, with their kneading troughs bound up in their clothing on their shoulders. Now the Israelites had done as Moses told them. They had requested from the Egyptians silver and gold items and clothing. The Lord gave the people favor in the sight of the Egyptians, and they gave them whatever they wanted, and so they plundered Egypt. The Israelites journeyed from Ramesses to Sakoth. There were about 600,000 men on foot, plus their dependents. A mixed multitude also went up with them, and flocks and herds, a very large number of cattle. They baked cakes of bread without yeast, using the dough they had brought from Egypt, for it was made without yeast, because they were thrust out of Egypt and were not able to delay. They could not prepare food for themselves either. Now the length of time the Israelites lived in Egypt was 430 years. At the end of the 430 years, on the very day, all the regiments of the Lord went out from the land of Egypt. It was a night of vigil for the Lord to bring them out from the land of Egypt. And so, on this night, all Israel is to keep the vigil to the Lord for generations to come. The Lord said to Moses and Aaron, This is the ordinance of the Passover. No foreigner may share in eating it, but everyone's servant who is bought for money after you have circumcised him may eat it. A foreigner and a hired worker must not eat it. It must be eaten in one house. You must not bring any of the meat outside the house, and you must not break a bone of it. The whole community of Israel must observe it. When a resident foreigner lives with you and wants to observe the Passover to the Lord, all his males must be circumcised, and then he may approach and observe it. And he will be like one who is born in the land, 
but no uncircumcised person may eat of it. The same law will apply to the person who is native-born and to the resident foreigner who lives among you. So all the Israelites did exactly as the Lord commanded Moses and Aaron. And on this very day, the Lord brought the Israelites out of the land of Egypt by their regiments. It is a story of victory and freedom, but yet in just about every story I can think of, the price for freedom is never free. Something is lost in order for something to be gained. Again, the question may arise within us as we hear this. Did God really need to go to such lengths to get to the heart of Pharaoh so that he would free God's people? I cannot answer for God and oversimplify something I have far too much reverence and awe for and especially in situations like this when we tend to speak for God and then provide this formula uh, when we find ourselves or when we find someone we love in such a situation but yet God is God and he may do something completely different in the same situation or in a different situation and I'd love to say, I, I, I even know why he does that, so that he can get the hearts or the attention of somebody else that he's longing to. But maybe a more productive question we could sit with today is, at what lengths has God gone to to get to our hearts? Have we needed to take the long route, the long road, the long way that we have taken so many times in our lives out of our own hardness, out of our own stubbornness, out of our own disobedience. And let me just give us a little word of caution. When we do recognize those things, the goal is to not sit in regret. The goal is not to get tripped up or paralyzed by remorse and regret and what if and if only the goal is to recognize it repent return and go in a different direction at the end of today's story we see the israelites are freed people and they have left they have fled in the middle of the night passover this is what we celebrate every year around Easter, Passover, the passing over. And as we read and hear the story, and we hear the conclusion of the freeing of the Israelites, may we consider our own freedom. What do I need to be freed of that I am not willing to walk away from? we can get it really backwards sometimes the word says that whom the sun sets free is free indeed we are not fighting to get to our freedom we are already free we are fighting to never enslave 
our own selves again. Jesus, thank you for your freedom. Thank you that whom you have set free, we are indeed free. We are truly free. And may we contemplate today in these moments our freedom, not our entitlement, our freedom, our freedom to freely worship you, our freedom that cost somebody something somewhere in order for us to live the lives that we are free to live. I pray for every person in bondage with mental torment, with physical torment, with anxiety, with depression, the things that would try to rob us of living life and life more abundantly. And I pray that we surrender the things that are outside of our control, outside of our realm of needing to pick up and hold on to. We surrender them to you here now in this moment, in this place. Thank you for setting us free. I pray this now in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Daily Audio Bible, that's home base. You can check it out, take a look around, download the app if you have not. It's free. If you would like to partner with us, we thank you so much for each and every partnership. We could not do this without you. If you're giving by mail, DAB PO Box 1996, Spring Hill, Tennessee, 37174. Or if you are utilizing that mobile device, hit the give icon up at the top right corner. And lastly, look for the give icon on the website. That's it for me today. I'm Jill. We will turn the page together tomorrow and I look forward to it. It's my joy and my privilege to be here with you each and every day. And I thank you for this time that we've shared together. Until tomorrow, I'm Jill. Love one another. Hi, this is Victoria Soldier. Just calling for some of the dabbers. I've been praying for them, but I wanted to call and let them hear their name and let them know that somebody is, is there for him, that there's another dad, but that's praying for him. Behold thy oldest son. I want to pray for Wendy. I wanted to pray for Deanna. I want to pray for Derek and his family that lost their precious daughter. I wanted to pray for for, for, for uh, the, the, the young boy with the, with the heart problem. I wanted to pray for, the, for, uh, for those that are going through and, and lost a, a family member, especially Derek and his family. And uh, and ask the Lord that you that you strengthen them, that you help them to find a way, that you keep Derek and let him not go back to the drinking, but let him put his trust in you that he will he will be strong, and his daughter will see from heaven that her dad is holding on because because he loves her so much, and know that he doesn't want anything that has to do with the wickedness that caused her death, the wickedness of sin. Father, you have your way. Oh, Lord, not the sin of her. We know it's not her sin, but it's the sin of the wickedness, Father. You have your way in the name of Jesus. Lord, we ask you to have your way in the devil's life. We ask you to touch Wendy. We ask you to touch Deanna. 
We ask you to touch Derek. We ask you to touch Lord. You have your way. We thank you for the healing. We thank you for the victory. And we thank you for life and favor. Father, give life and favor to that family. Oh, Father, strengthen them in every head. And Lord, we give you the glory and the honor and the praise in Jesus' name. We love you very much, Deborah. Talk to you later. Good morning, Dabsy family. This is the burning bush that will not be devoured for the glory of our God and King. So today is Saturday. Uh, we read about Joseph um, telling his brothers who he was. Yesterday, though, um, Jill talks about the difference between jealousy and envy. And I remember listening to that and thinking, hmm, I'm not jealous of anybody or envious of anything, you know. And um, this morning... Out of the ordinary, I woke up in the morning and then I picked up my cell phone, which I don't do. And I go on Facebook and I start scrolling, which I don't usually do. And as I'm strolling through Facebook, I'm getting notifications of, you know, childhood friends and stuff like that. People that are succeeding. And all of a sudden, I'm just overwhelmed with this feeling, this yucky, icky feeling of just feeling less than thinking well life can be all this great they might have problems as if I was wishing that they had something negative going on to to make me feel better about myself and then I caught myself and I'm like oh my gosh this is it this is happening to me right now I know I know this sounds really uh, crazy but y'all I had to pray and I asked God you know deliver me from evil leave me not into temptation and I just realized that we need to be careful what we put into our um, eyes and our ears because the enemy is out there seeking whom he may devour and none of us are above reproach none of us are like safe from his devices and so I just pray against envy and jealousy in Jesus name and pray that God will continue to help us to focus on his divine purpose for our unique and beautiful lives in Jesus name. I love y'all. Bye.